0: And welcome to another episode of All Bad Film. Alright, we're changing it up on All That Film. We have a comedy special to talk about. Uh, and the only reason we're doing a full podcast review is the comedian in question is just so, so ner- noteworthy um, and so uh, memorable um, for a lot of people. Um, we are, of course, talking about Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh, that was released on netflix um i'm just gonna go ahead and get this uh started right out of the way i've seen burnham since like he and I, i'm not even saying this like oh, ron knew bo burnham before he was cool or whatever um but i have literally seen him since uh my whole family so like i've i've been there from the beginning and it's been weird i did a video on it if you want to check that out uh, at his on YouTube. Uh, just about it's it's odd because he's the first person. Uh, it's it's interesting. We might talk about this in a separate uh, podcast. He and Dylan O'Brien are really some of the first people to be celebrities from the internet and like make it really big. Um, so it I don't I don't know I, I don't know what that'll I mean we're still in the the kind of process phase of like what happens next or whatever. Um, but his new special uh, he took a. Took a couple years uh, off from standoff, uh, stand-up because of uh, anxiety-related uh, issues. Um, directed 8th Grade. Everybody loved 8th Grade. He was still directing comedy specials. But uh, you don't want to hear any of that. You came for the review of this comedy special and possibly more Bo Burnham thoughts. Who knows? Uh, Todd, I will let you go first um, because you are a noted anti-Make Happy uh, fan. So what were your thoughts on Inside?
1: So <laughs> admittedly, so I, I do like about Burnham, but occasionally he comes off to me as like a look how smart I am, like young whippersnapper, and that, you know, bothers me. Uh, and I want him to get off my lawn. But like he, and that that's part of my problem with that one special, even though I do like it as a whole this though maybe it's just because it feels more mature it feels like more like visually interesting i just freaking loved this i thought this was such a great special i liked pretty much everything about it like the low point for me was something that i still found kind of funny like the low point for me was we're not really doing like are we doing spoilers here
0: we'll wait to talk about some, like the actual sets um just in, i don't sure. know who would be listening to this that hasn't seen the special but just in case fair um, enough there
1: was yeah. one there was one kind of music video scene that seemed a little like cliche but other than that i i really enjoyed this i found it very like personal and like weird and reflective and interesting so big fan
0: yeah nice nice yeah this is unlike any of his other stuff. Um and I'm very curious um and a little worried almost that there's going to be people that try this as like, oh, yeah, this is how I'm going to do stand up now or whatever and we'll get a whole like genre of yeah. inside uh one man stand up <laughs> comedy specials. Um But I think, I don't know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, in my eyes, it's like, oh, well, Bo Burnham kind of earned this. Um, But Lindsay, what were your thoughts on uh, the comedy special and Bo Burnham in general?
2: I think that calling it a comedy
0: special is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, so I said this this in my video um, when I opened up about talking about Inside. um, I said, Bo Burnham... Bo Burnham's new comedy special, Inside, if that's what you want to categorize it as, <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, because um, it is. It is a lot of times not that
2: um. it's very much disturbing, um, <laughs> but no, I'm with you. I have always loved Bo Burnham, like ever since I was in high school watching him on YouTube. I remember like downloading the Rehab Center for fictional characters and like putting it on my MP3 like player. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's, I've always, always liked him. I make happy one of my favorite things ever. I think that's why I don't know how I feel about Inside. I'm going to rewatch it and see how I feel. But to me, it felt like maybe something that he shouldn't have made, or maybe he needed to make it and then just keep it to himself. But it just... <laughs> It felt like watching somebody implode. And I was like, I think you should call your therapist. Um, I don't know. It's just hard to imagine him like filming himself fully having a meltdown and breakdown and then just like sitting on his laptop and edit it together. And I'm like, that doesn't seem healthy. Like, I was just genuinely worried about him throughout this special. And as a longtime fan of his, I was like, I want you to be happy and healthy and if producing content for us is not doing that for you then maybe you shouldn't do it. I don't know. Um I think it was very creative and clever and a lot of times it was funny but also at times I was just like oh no. Like oh no. I don't know. I don't know. Where where do you fall, hey?
0: Yeah, uh Todd, do you want to say your point? Because there's a lot of things um, that I I do agree with on, on Lindsay. And I, I, were you trying to interject for a second there? Yeah, I guess I think we sometimes,
1: maybe this is just me. Like, I think sometimes we, like, we, <laughs> we, like, worry too early about, like, I think that he is just sharing his thoughts in a way that's healthy for him. Like, I understand that it's stressful, but, like, I think about all the people he's helping by showing, like, how relatable Mm -hmm. this sort of thing is. Like, to me, this was one of the more relatable specials where I felt like, oh, I feel like I can really, like, bond with him and, like, understand what he's talking about. And it made me feel, like... This is awkward to share, but like it made me feel like less alone in a way. Like I really enjoyed certain aspects of the show in a way that like hit me personally, you know? And so, yeah. like, I think that <clears throat> it's, I understand the instinct to say, well, go to therapy. But like, I think for him, this is his form of therapy is the ability to like share and do these sorts of things. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I, I really like that you said that because I do think that it is. It is probably one of the best forms of depression I've ever seen, because it's not an easy thing to capture, and it can often be, like, annoying when people try, but it really felt like an 11 days into a depression sinkhole when you haven't showered, and you just, like, can't get out of that, that mind, like, I don't know it it felt like that maybe that's why i was struggling with it cuz i was i don't want to feel that like that <laughs> um so i don't know it was so so personal that I'm, i i i think that is a good point that if it can help other people feel cuz I, I i feel like it's probably all he wants is to just like share how he feels and make other people feel not alone right.
0: um yeah so i i think i think that's the biggest thing like for me that i um that's ultimately like what I decided because I I couldn't figure out like what I thought about the special as a whole and I do want to rewatch it and I do think it is like even though it talks about pretty uh, serious subject material at time and and what someone goes through like when they're creating stuff for people um I do think it is in an interesting way like accessible and palatable um like I don't it's not like this agonizing experience like it does include that stuff but it's it's weird how almost like interwoven it is with uh, i mean there's a puppet a sock that talks for a <laughs> sketch and it's awesome and then it goes back to the editing uh, to me like i've been i've been working on a. and todd you talked about this that in some ways like it does make me feel like uh heard and and that's what a ton of people like when bo burnham talked about anxiety like opened up about anxiety there were tons of people that were like. Oh, cool. Like, this is someone that, like, struggles with this, and this doesn't, this makes my, like, problems feel more real that someone that I, like, even looked up to, like, also struggles with the same thing. Um, so, when there's certain elements of this that I completely understand with him, but I ultimately almost, I, I don't know where I side on this, but oh, Lindsay, a lot of the stuff um, you brought up, I would, agree with where it's like but are you like i'm just making sure man are you okay doing this and i think ultimately like maybe and i don't know i don't know what this version of a comedy special would look like if it were just on stage um but this almost feels like if i'm going to do this again if i'm going to subject myself for you the audience again this is what, like, you get to see the entire thing. You get to see the entire process, because I want you to know, like, everything I go, everything I put into this is almost what it felt like, and, like, mm-hmm. props to him. If, if, that's, if that's how he wants to come back, then more power to him. Um, <laughs> because this is, I don't, it's a lot of stuff. There was a video I was working on about um how lonely the process of, of editing is, because you get to do all the fun stuff, and you get to, you know, you could like this very podcast that you're listening to. We get to record together and we get to, for the most part, I don't have to edit too much unless we mess up or say something really bad. Um, but then you take that and you have to by yourself put together this video for other people to video or movie or whatever you're putting together. You have to chop it up together and rewatch all your flubs, all your mistakes. All your worst parts of yourself, like, because you are like, when you film it, you're like, I don't have a care in the world. I'm having so much fun. Happy, happy, happy. Then you watch it and you're like, oh, my tooth looks weird in this shot. Um, that's out of focus for half a sec. All these separate things. So I think including that stuff, like, I don't know, it really resonated with me because I had been working on like how to talk about the weird loneliness of, of like just staring at your computer and, like, making a thing, um, Mm -hmm. by yourself. Um,
3: uh, personally, I don't... think I was gonna leave it unrated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I, I don't, I didn't I read it. Good. I, I genuinely think that it's... ...that it's well-made and good instead of comforting. And I think that might have been his intention, Um, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I for sure. Know. Um but we'll get right it. into spoilers uh, cuz we we don't have too much else to talk about. Um where do we want to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, <'cause> my favorite
3: <laughs> bit. It's hard to just Distinguish between the bits, and I'm like, I don't think he
2: right, does. Right, right,
0: right. Just like, because there's this there's this one interview in particular that I, I watched for the the video I put out. It's with uh, Mark Maron, Ray Ray Romano, um, uh, Gary Shanling, or Gary Sinise, one of the two, um, and Judd Apatow, and they all just very much seem like they're talking down on him. So it's it's just weird because even even in the people where he's supposed to like feel related to. And it, it feels very clear when he says uh, around that same time. And again, this is the sim stuff. I don't know anything about the guy, Um, but he says, yeah, in in this space where you would think I'd be relating to a lot of these like 40 year old men that like had already paved the way for a lot of comedy. uh, I wound up relating to a lot of my like 14 year old fans that were talking about stuff like stage fright. And, And anxiety and like all these different things uh that they were like oh your show like presents this and that's why he made eighth grade um so he's i don't know he's he's interesting in that way because the whole internet thing where of the people he's supposed to be in the the top group of i mean he hasn't really done like a film yet and that's weird to me because i consider him like One of the best comedians, Um, and I don't know, like even promising young woman. He's a very uh, small important role, but he's small. Um, Yeah,
2: and um, what's what's the other one that he had a small role in?
0: Big Sick. He has a semi. Yeah, yeah. and he's in. Dude, he's in a hall pass for like three seconds, and I don't understand. Oh yeah, the Farley brothers were like, ah, come here. And what's funny is he's at a round table with Peter Farley. Two years or three or five years later for eighth grade and he's talking about Green Book, it's just interesting how that works. Um because no one no one wanted to make his eighth grade. That's another thing he mentioned, no one wanted to make eighth grade. And I think if if you know five years ago or whatever, if Bo Burnham had told Comedy Central or Netflix or whoever he was under like what label at the time, if he was like, hey, this is my special, they would be like, No. No, yeah. not Perfect. chance. You're not doing that. Um, and maybe it's just because the the pandemic, you know, led to this or whatever. Um, but uh, to to go back to the actual special parts, we were talking about the best parts, Todd. Uh, we both agree on least favorite song, and it's still I still like it. Um, the white girl uh filter. Or like Instagram, Instagram, white girl Instagram. Yeah. Instagram one, yeah. Um, while it's catchy, I think it's it's a well-written song. It's just very much, me and Todd were talking about this before um we did two other podcasts before this. Um But it's almost like he had so much material from when he like walked away from stand-up that he was like, yeah, but this stuff's still good. And like, while it is st- like, I think I generally I think most of it's good. It's like, oh, but a lot of people have riffed on this, and you were like the guy to like riff on stuff beforehand. Like, I remember he was the first one to riff on like, for instance, Katy Perry's "Roar." Um, right. So it was just interesting to be like, he's kind of like behind the curve, I guess. Um, which is fine. I don't. I don't mind. Do whatever you want. Again. <laughs>
1: Um, no, I that's definitely my least favorite part of the special I like the part where he's talking to the sock puppet the most of, of everything but yeah I I 100% agree I still kind of enjoyed though watching that part uh like him doing like the special poses and everything like it was still generally pleasant so mm-hmm. even though it was the worst part I still kind of overall like the special but I
0: would have probably just cut that because it's a little long. Can I ask you all a question real quick that I wondered while I was putting together my video and I could not figure out for the life of me um, the answer to this. So he started recording this in, um, he started recording this in like March of 2020, right? I think so. Okay. So I guess here's my question. did he not have to do any press or zoom things for promising young woman? I don't think he did. Okay. I tried to look it up. I don't think he did either. So the fact like he did all of this like under wraps while he was in a best picture movie is hilarious to me because like everybody was shocked because I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, but he had short hair in promising young woman. And yeah, it was filmed in 2019. Um, But still, you think you would do, like, hop on a Zoom or something, and then people would be like, whoa, he's got long hair and a beard. What's up with this? Um, So it's just funny that he, like, kept it a secret, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, A a couple of the other ones uh, that I really liked if we're talking about some of the um, more serious elements uh, of of the film, um, or of the whatever you want to call it. I don't even. Yeah, we've we've already said we don't know <laughs> what it would even necessarily be. But um, I really loved the inclusion of watching his like first video. I thought that was super.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
0: I thought I I don't know. That just like spoke a lot in like dang like just reflecting on oneself and showing that on on people and not even being i don't know you think there would be like a naivety to like watching some of that stuff and being like ha if only you knew where we go or whatever but the the look he gives and again all of this stuff is only just what i'm interpreting from it it almost seems like it's like oh you didn't know what you were about to get into um and all of this, like is fame is is great, like again, Bo Burnham's set. um, but it was a lot to throw at someone who was still in very like formative years of their lives. Um I think that touches on something I really liked about this,
1: like <clears throat> in my review, I mentioned. That maybe it's just that he's getting older. And so, like, I'm starting to appreciate certain reflective parts of his comedy a little bit more. But it just felt like... And even though I I actually really love the special What. It's just make happy that I'm, like, lukewarm on. I don't even dislike it. But so I like him. But this was my favorite special, I think, just because it felt the most mature it felt the most like interesting it felt the most reflective to me of like the the different specials so yeah
0: i don't know yeah. yeah there was um there was one other of the more serious moments um in the special the part that resonated with me the most um is i think a lot of look <laughs> whatever you want to categorize as young people, I still consider myself and Lindsay and even Todd to to some extent, a young person. um, A lot of, a lot of like the young people that were like dealing with like staying inside and not doing all that, you know, making the most out of a a whole year of doing things um, and setting these arbitrary goals of, you know, I have to do so-and-so and so-and-so before I hit 25. I have to have a house before 28. Mm-hmm. I, I have to, you know, find the person that I want to marry by this age or whatever. It was just nice to see someone who set arbitrary goals of, I want to be doing stand up again when I'm 30 and not reaching that because of circumstances you couldn't control. And just having to deal with that just was a lot that like, Of all things, because I, Lindsay, again, I think there is like a line of like, hey, are you okay, buddy? Um, But that one in particular, I was like, yes, like you own this, you own this like sentiment from like a lot of young people that like, they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Like it's, it's fine or whatever. And it's like, hey, I I haven't had a lot of years to to live yet. um, And I would like to do stuff.
2: Yeah, that that part I think is when I starting when I started to be like, oh, this special is like maybe hitting me in a way that I don't like. I think when he's sitting there just like waiting to turn thirty, and I was just like, because I'm twenty nine right now, so I think I was just kind of like, ah, stop! <laughs> I don't want to feel anxious like you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, I watched that scene and I was like, been there, kid. And like, <laughs> I uh, I really though, enjoyed it, though. I I love the maturity in stuff. I get what it is. It's very interesting to respond to this at different points in your life, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, being like, older, not in like a maturity way, because that's bullshit, but more in just like a oh, yeah, I've seen some of these things happen sort of way. I found it interesting to see him approaching 30 and thinking back on when I hit 30, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And but so it's so fascinating that you're watching at like the same age. So
0: y'all are the same age, basically.
2: Yeah, he's just a year older than me.
0: Um, Um, I'm 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 quite a bit younger. Um, Like five years. So, yeah. Wow. that so was a he... game. Wow.
1: <laughs> what? Are you making no, that's fun impressive. of me? No, that's impressive. That's so
0: so amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the youth, man. <laughs> how how uh how we prosper. Um Yeah, no, uh there's a there's a couple of other songs. I'm sh- I'm sure everybody, you know, knows about um all the good ones. The only one I'll mention, uh I really liked uh Uh, a lot of choreography in general, but I I really liked a possible ending song. Uh, the so long song. Yeah. Um, I thought that worked really (laughs) well as a conclusion. And then I was curious if y'all got a, uh, similar sentiment. Um, when he finally goes outside and, and the crowd cheers him on, and then he's still locked outside again, this is what I was interpreting from it. um, It kind of felt like, no, I'm I'm done with y'all. I don't. I only wanted to perform, and now I'm out. And it's like, no, you don't get to decide that. Like, we still get to look at every bit of you. Like, even if you're completely in hiding, isolating yourself, like we people are still talking about Bo Burnham, um, even if he doesn't want them to. Yeah, Um, I think
2: it was him grappling with that idea because he seems to like have this weird relationship with his fame where he like both craves it and hates it kind of a thing. Yeah. So I feel like it was just him grappling with the idea of there always being an audience no matter what.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and what's weird is that it ends with him smiling watching it. Yeah. So it's, a, I don't know what that. <laughs>
2: means like I think it's a little confusing because I think
1: he's just confused I thought of it as a bit of acceptance but okay
0: um that's a good way of looking at it
1: no I mean I agree with the same thing I think you know if I'm being real honest and like reckoning with because you've brought up that I don't love make happy like I think what used to bother me about him is that He had this air about him where he was like, I'm being vulnerable, but secretly I still do know everything where like this felt like he was like, I've now realized I don't know everything. And I'm at this point where I'm transitioning into like later stages of adulthood and I'm starting to freak out about it. And I found it very interesting. Um, and I found Liam. Yeah, I like the songs. I thought the music was probably, for me at least, just like pure musically the best of his three specials as well.
0: Mm. But that's just me. Yeah, I I think I'd probably still give it to Make Happy for the music. But I, I like all of his specials. Um, I think I think they're all really um, musically interesting. But. I don't know. We probably don't have too much other thoughts on.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that basically covers it.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that'll do it for this review. Um, if you liked Bo Burnham's Inside, uh, let us know. I'm I'm curious um, because I know a lot of people are watching this on Netflix. It's um, Letterbox is down right now. I was going to check. Um, I'm curious if it'll it'll pass uh, a Quiet Place too in terms of popularity for the week. Um. Because I know Cruella was leading a quiet place just because uh because it's better well, no, Scott, because <laughs> Disney plus, um you know,
1: it's a good film, it's a good film,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, Todd thinks, well, Todd, do you think people will forget inside in a year? um no comedy specials have longer lifespans
1: nice
0: good yeah. to know what what are you what are you putting in the lifespan on this this I, is okay. the new this is the new rating forget one through ten todd tells us how long uh, until people forget
1: I actually think this has a decent chance to have long-term staying power because it's a relic of the COVID era that, like, Gen Z specifically beloves. So I think there's a decent chance that this film is going to be forced, or that this comedy special is going to be forced upon, like, my daughter's children's generation.
0: So here's here's two things I'll throw. I know, obviously, your daughter's Gen Z. Um, yeah, yeah, she's 14. A lot of the younger millennials, though, love Bo Burnham. Yeah, yeah. they do. So I'm just, you know, you said the Gen Z thing, um, and I'm just making well, sure... I, did, I didn't mean that in a mean way. I meant, sincerely, I think Gen
1: Z loves Bo Burnham. I think the staying power of this is... That COVID is going to be, a uh, kind of historic event. Like you know, mm-hmm. like when my daughter four years from now is like a freshman in college, that's what they're going to talk about. At freshman, you know, like really, yeah. So instead, instead, that's going to be that's going to be an the ice guy,
0: Yeah, instead of the guy bringing up, um, you know, oh, have you heard of uh, Jackie Brown? They're going to be like, yeah, Zach Stone is going to be famous. Really oh, underrated. I-
1: <laughs> I, you know, uh, I think they're going to be, like, talking about, like, what happened during that time. And that's going to be, like, what they're reflecting. Oh,
0: on. one of the topics. that Yeah, maybe. Who
2: knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I, I mean, think... of all of the COVID-created material, I think Inside is probably one of the most creative that I've seen. It's because it annoys me when celebrities talk about the pandemic and how it affected them, kind of, because I'm just like, shut up. Like <laughs> well, okay, but that that's so interesting. But then the because, way like, that Bo did it, I was just like, I mean, it wasn't just that he was trapped at home. It's like the way that being trapped alone can take a well, toll on your mental health when you already have bad mental health.
0: Well, also the ad, it's good you brought this up because there's a really important line. Um, <laughs> I swear we'll end this in a second, um, but there's a really important line that where he says. He's talking about like, oh, yeah, I was finally like feeling more comfortable. I was feeling like better about myself and getting close to like jumping off that edge again of, of doing stand up comedy. And then he like pauses for a second and he says that was January 2020. Um, and there's this like. I don't My stomach just dropped like when I heard that, because there's there's things I mean, so I was supposed to like my mom had free flights Um And they expire uh, on my birthday that is past now. Um, And I had free flights for all March till uh, whenever my birthday is. And let's just say that um, the pet and I get this is the most like first world problem ever. But there were a lot of things that like I was planning to do and like all these different things of like, oh, I'm going to meet like certain people like I was going to go and meet Todd and Lindsay and, and go across the U S and all of these people that were on the podcast or whatever. So like, just in that moment, where like, j- again, adding to the, I was ready for this. And the world just said, no, um, I don't know. It's just the, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what I think, Todd, you make a good point. Maybe that's the thing. People keep coming back to. I will say I, I would maybe wait a little bit because i think someone else maybe I, I again i will add the caveat a lot of the the covid pandemic or trapped inside content i have seen has been bad um but i think someone else has a good interpretation of this maybe fingers crossed um. yeah no that makes sense but yeah, that'll that'll do it for this review of Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh, again, let us know what you thought. Uh, let us know your ranking of Bo Burnham's specials. Uh, it'll, again, it'll be curious to see how this how this goes um, because not a movie that we're covering. I've obviously done a couple of re- reviews for comedy specials, but Bo Burnham's up there in popularity. But thank you, Todd. Thank you, Lindsay. Uh, and thank you, listener. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye.